we will <laughs> we will go ahead and get started in three, two, one. Yup. <laughs> We're definitely leaving that in there. <laughs> we'll Just <do> go. <laughs> Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour Podcast. Every other time we clap sync for all the shit we do. Not this time. I know. Now Jim's the dick. <laughs> How's it going everyone? Welcome to episode 98. Well Jim, you're such a connoisseur of other podcasts now that, you know, I know that you, you're just used to different things. What do you mean? You were just doing a podcast last night. <laughs> it's like i blacked it out of my memory already but yes i my wife is sick uh not covid related but i had the guest spot on her podcast called the murder maidens with all of our wives sisters that they do together where they just sit around and talk about female murder and whore it up so be sure to keep an eye out for episode 15 uh i'll retweet it when it comes out so yeah i'm on that one yep it's all Jimberly Joneseff. God, I'm I'm the <laughs> ultimate utility player over here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we obviously episode ninety eight. We're two away from a big one hundred, and I sh I say my uh, dry January. I was telling Jim before the podcast, it's still boring as hell. Um, the only way I livened it up today is from our buddy Zod, who had sent us these Zelda cup cups. I think like last year this time. Yeah, it was around last year. Um, so just having my water in that. So. Cheers. I think it might have actually been like middle of 2019. It might have been even longer. Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Time's, time's flying a little too quick for as slow yeah. as it is <laughs> in this in this wonderful world we live. But before uh, we the get... days when we could do chugging games and drinking games together. Uh, yeah, the days when we could, you know, leave the house safely. But <laughs> beyond that. <laughs> uh, before we get started more, a uh, big shout out and thank you to Michelle from PD's Power Hour for coming on last episode. We had a great time. Can't wait to do your show when little bitch boy over here starts drinking again. So, it's two weeks. Wah. Yeah, damn right, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably do that sometime in February. So keep an eye out. We'll whore it out when we do it. So once again, thank you so much. She was great. Yep. No. No. Great guest. Thanks once again, Michelle. And yeah, uh, we actually forgot to mention this last episode, but we hit a couple milestones again in the last week or two. Sure did. This one, uh, I don't want to say it snuck up on us, but. Um... We were we finally were able to hit six thousand subs on YouTube, which is a huge thank you to all of you who continue to support us, comment, and you know just share our stuff. We really really appreciate it, and we're at about nine hundred k views, so just underneath that million mark. And Jim and I've said we know this channel is a slow burn, but any growth at all, we always truly appreciate it. Jim, I know feverishly still looks at the numbers. <laughs> I like how you're like, you know, it snuck up on me. I was like, you mean you don't obsessively look at the YouTube Studio app every day? Well, it's funny because I saw us jump from 5.5 up to like 5.8 fast, and I was like, oh, we're flying. And then I remember, I looked, it was at like 5.9. I felt like forever, and I was just like. Okay, I'm not going to look for a while. And then one day I just go on like, oh, it says six there. So that was really awesome. As we've talked to a lot of other YouTubers and a lot who have like many more, it is like, it, it's easy to be like, man, I can't wait to get there. But if you take retrospective, when we were at like getting a hundred, we were like, oh God, thank God. And how long did that take us? Like In the first year? It was crazy. So, you know, hey, we really, really appreciate it, obviously. We're hoping to get to that goal of 10K within a reasonable timetable. <laughs> Before we're dead. <laughs> so we just can't thank you guys enough. We are trying to be a lot more consistent with all of our content. And now that I have a new rig, um, I definitely, and I'm going to knock on wood, but I should not be able to say technical issues on my end anymore. God so. damn it. You're going to spill your beer on your goddamn computer tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got the extended warranty to you cover fucking me on better things for like that, that kind of money. <laughs> so yeah, uh, really appreciate it. Wish I had my beers holding up for this one, but cheers, guys. We really appreciate that. Yeah, cheers. One of one of us has the beer to hold up for that. Speaking of, what are you drinking? And by the way, I like how you you have an H two O shirt as I'm drinking water, and <laughs> you're drinking beer. You should have told me I would have drank a zombie beer. <laughs> Damn it. It would have been uh, so funny. You could have done zombie dust. It's a really good double IPA. Maybe I could have. Would have been well, good. I would have looked it down. Well, 
<laughs> we should coordinate next time. He's so cute. But anyway, I'm drinking the barrel-aged tropical Sour Nova from the Almanac Beer Company. Ooh. From, <laughs> well, fuck you too. Oh, no, that just said. I mean, a barrel aged sour, tropical sour. Tro oh, okay. So it comes to us from the Almanac Beer Company out of Alameda, California. Yeah. Sour ale aged in oak barrels with passion fruit, pineapple, blood orange, and vanilla. Five point two percent alcohol. No. Let's see here. This is not a kettle sour. This naturally conditioned mixed culture sour ale was aged for months with real fruit in oak barrels, creating a delightfully tart and refreshing brew. I mean, from what you've had so far, do you mostly taste the oak, or is it more taste like just soury? Tastes, tastes like a sour. Do you even get a hint of like oak or booziness? Not really. It tastes like a sour. Then that's, I mean, that doubles, like... It's like what Michelle said last week about how barrel aging's stupid. And it was just, like, a trash thing that no one did until it became a trendy thing. Oh, well, I mean, I'm for barrel aged when you're doing it purposefully to make a really strong beer a little more boozy and give it that distinct character. But, yeah, to do it with that, it, if it didn't have an effect, then, like, what's the point? Yeah, I'm almost getting more of, like, like for... Uh, a sour kind of thaw, such as myself. I'm, I'm really getting the pineapple a lot from it because it's a really like distinctly lighter sour kind of feel for a sour beer than you normally would get. Does it have like mangoes in it? Does it say? Um, no, it's a uh, passion fruit and blood orange along with the pineapple. Mm. So it's all along the lighter citrusy end kind of deal. Have you ever eaten a passion fruit? No, I've not. I don't know. Other than f uh, artificial, or even I guess if it's real. I don't know what a passion fruit actually tastes like, other than like, like mixed drinks, like tro like when it says tropical with that. Just thought about that. Yeah, it's weird because I've had barrel aged sours before, where like you take a sip and it's real boozy, and you like really get that like, you know, the earthiness that you'll get from a barrel. But yeah. not getting it here. It's actually kind of weirdly bland for a sour. Like I'm drinking, I'm just like, yeah, it's a sour. So nothing special. Yeah, I had. Um... I don't know if Chris got it for me or if I got it from the Rare uh, Beer of the Month Club, but I've had a beer or two from Almanac, and I remember it being, like, it was a bigger bottle, but it was, like, another one. It almost reminded me of, like, Dogfish with saying it had so many flavors, and when I drank it, I was like, doesn't taste like it has all these flavors. Right. So, yeah, stop this false is... advertising, Almanac. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting any of the vanilla at all, but this is just, like, it's, like, citrus. With some beer in it, so interesting. Yeah, it's fine. What percentage was it? Five point two. So it's not even like over. It's kind of that's actually pretty low for a sour too. Well, most sours, except for the ones that become like more craft, most of them are like three or four percent because they're supposed to be lower, like those lambics and shit. But yeah, now craft tries to make them like all that crazy shit that we talked about with Michelle. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean like the Schaffer Hopper, which was like 3%? Yeah, exactly. It was not, was that your wife's favorite, or was that, or did you like No, that? my wife liked Frambois. Frambois, that's right. Yeah, that stuff. Whew, that was pure fruit. Pretty much, yeah. Jim, get off your phone. I was about to read Patreon questions, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> well, first, you got to tell me what you've been playing, Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who's the dick now? Mess up the clap sync? Mess up that? <laughs> yeah. One of those. Um, actually, what do you call it? Um, for the most part, I didn't have a ton of time, but uh, a bunch of those uh, Konami collections were on sale on the Switch, finally. Mm. So I picked them all up for five bucks each. So the arcade classics to Contra and to Castlevania. So picked them all up. Five bucks well spent on each. Um, it's cool playing Haunted Castle, even though it's hot dog shit. It's really uh, bad. Yeah. I remember we talked about that, and I said that was one of the worst. Art, the arcade is so much worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you you weren't kidding. Uh, apparently, the collection port adds checkpoints that the arcade didn't have, so at least it has that going for it. But um, That also has uh, Kid Kid Dracula, right? Yeah, Kid Dracula. It's got two of the, ga the first two Game Boy games, Kid Dracula, uh, the first three Castlevanias on the NES, and then Bloodlines and Super. And then That's, they, I mean, yeah, and, five and bucks, the, you can't beat that price. Oh, yeah, and then they later patched in for all three of these, the Japanese versions. So, like, 
you can see like the little regional differences and stuff like that. I remember did we do it for that game I think in particular? We I know you and I we might not have made a video, but I think we compared a Japanese soundtrack to it and I remember thinking it sounded worse. Even though I know it was more complex, it just didn't come through as good as the originals in my opinion. Oh, uh, with the uh for what, 3? Um, for, I think all three of them, like if you compare no, it to only, the... only three has a difference with sound cause it has an extra, it? uh, oh. yeah, it has an extra sound channel into Famicom that uh, gotcha. they took advantage of, or maybe two being on the disc system. I forget, but I think if, I think three is the big one with the change. What, uh, when is that sale good to, do you know? Uh, I would check tonight if it's still there. I think it was only like a week. So shit. Yeah. I saw that, and that was one of those things like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. But I'm spoiled with, like, Xbox and PlayStation. When they put sales on, they'll be for, like, two weeks, sometimes three weeks, and you're like, oh, I got plenty of time, and I still miss it. Oh, yeah, and these collections have been on sale for Xbox and PlayStation, like, forever. Like, they're always on sale over there. It's never been yeah. on sale on the Switch yet until, like, right now. So I was like, yeah, had to get it. And so, wait, it's Contra, Castlevania, and I forget, what's the other one? The Konami Arcades collection. Gotcha. So it's basically just a bunch of random shooters and then Haunted Castle. What uh, what did you spend the most time with of those three? So far, Castlevania. The one I spent the least time with was Contra so far. So I spent the most of Castlevania, and then I dicked around with you know jumping from shmup to shmup in the arcade one, and just like I need, I don't even think I touched Contra yet. So I'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you beat Contra in your life? Yeah, I mean, I know it has the other stuff, but still, right. So, yeah, I mean, um, good collections. So if you're able to hop on them on that deal, definitely make sure you can next time they come around or for whatever system you have them. And then besides that, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night actually just came out with a bunch of free uh, content. So they actually just added in what they call a classic mode. So they take the character and the world and the story of Ritual of the Night, which is a Metroidvania, and they converted it into a classic Castlevania style. So I was actually dicking around with that for a little bit earlier today. It did a pretty good job with it, from what I can see so far. Nice. Yeah, Bloodstain. I remember when you first got on that, and I tried it. I remember, I'm like, oh, okay, it's just basically a Castlevania three clone. Well, that was Curse of the Moon, but it, uh, Ritual of the Nights was what was originally kickstarted. Like, it's weird. Like, Curse of the Moon was, like, a stretch goal for Ritual of the Night, which is the Metroidvania, but mm -hmm. I like Curse of the Moon more, and I'm actually probably liking this classic... St I think I just like classic Castlevania more than Metroidvania style. Now, playing those, did that make you want to go back and play more of the Castlevanias you never beat? Um, I mean, I've never beaten any Castlevania. Like, I like just <laughs> I like just sitting down and playing Castlevania, but I never, like, put enough time into, into, like, actually beating them. Maybe with the collection, like, I have save states that you can use with it. Yeah. Each game gets one slot, so, like, I'm on level three of Super 4, so maybe Super 4 will be the first one I beat, because that's the easiest one. Such a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, those are really, really good, and I hope they're still on sale. But if they're not, like you said, I'm just going to get it when it's on sale again for Xbox. Yep. Um, yeah, I've been... Uh, whew, man, you, I, you're you never going to touch Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because I am 40 hours in and barely scratch the surface of the main story. <laughs> and it's one of those... But I'm also... You and I, like I said, we've talked about this... It's not, I'm not doing that because of story. It's because it's like, oh, find all these treasures or find this stuff. So I spend so much time doing all the little things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I should be doing the other parts of the game. But still, really, really fun game. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I know you'll never play it. Yeah, I'll never get around to it at this point. And give and me that, one second, I got this clean little spill. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh,. You know, I, I have taken a little break from Assassin's Creed, though, I will say, because I, with my new PC, I've finally been able to go to a game I've been wanting to play since. It came out in 2016, which is Total War Warhammer. Oh. And, dude, I gotta say, I am so happy I didn't grow up in, like, a little earlier, because I probably would have got completely sucked into Warhammer in general, and, like... I mean, you and I love Heroescape, and yeah, uh, you know that 
Warhammer, from what I've seen, the tabletop version, seems insane how much you customize. And I still know very little other than what I've learned through games. And I meant to say on our top 20 list, still one of my favorite RTSs is the Warhammer 40k uh, Dawn of Crusade. And now this, this Total War game is just... I'll literally, I know I'll put in hundreds if not thousands of hours because of how big of a game it is. Um, you, you've never played a Total War games, right? Um, except for digging with them a little bit at your house now. Okay, so you, I know you've always liked StarCraft. Oh yeah, no, Total War is like Age of Empires, but like even more like grand scale with like the armies you can build and shit like that. Yeah, that that's kind of a good way to look at it. Like there's a lot of... I know you don't like story, but you are someone who seems to really like the management and micromanagement. Like, we talked about your love of New Vegas and hardcore mode and all that. Right. These games, like, the battles are crazy and are cool and you gotta be strategic. Like, that's where you become RTS. But, like, the, the campaign itself is so much of, like, you gotta be politicking with people. You gotta manage all the different little provinces. And you gotta, like... Oh, I'm spending too much here, but I'm taxing them here, and they're getting pissed off. Like, does that stuff interest you at all, or not really? You know what? I think the only thing I had that came close to that, like, I had um, Civ Five for a little bit on a computer I was borrowing from an old co-worker. Yeah. And, like, I tried to get into it and just couldn't. It was almost, like, too much going on. Like, too many ways to play it and, like, too much managing or, like going like i would always get lost like I'm like oh i'm gonna make a warrior thing but uh, maybe i'll be a barter too and maybe i'll be like a religion too like i almost had like add within like the course of a game yes yes okay i don't know if this would be like i i, I don't know like and this is one of those where like i love history stuff which is why i love the total war in general but i also love the warhammer so with the fantasy mixed with that i that's why i know i'm gonna be spending so much time so yeah that's guaranteed other than games i'm going to be reviewing that's probably where most of my gaming time is going to be going for at least a while there you go uh, the only thing i'll ever remember about fucking warhammer is one day going into a games workshop <laughs> with a buddy and i told this like when, when the first like 10 power hours but uh going in there to buy some hero clicks and we're in there and we're like hey do you guys sell any hero clicks and all these fucking nerds around their goddamn giant like <laughs> fortress table with mountains and forests and shit like that they're little hand-painted characters and the guy behind the counter was like we only play real games here <laughs> i was like that's it i'm out that did, that did it in for you <laughs> yeah so, so yeah that's You've the thing i'll probably store near do. me right the one that that was, it's called like stomping grounds oh yeah yes like i'm i'm fascinated by that culture and it's funny because like You've seen it more firsthand. I've only I've only heard about it through you. And for you to talk about the conditions and the things in there, like really makes me be like glad I didn't do that. But um, it did bring me to a question, which was, you know, you and I and you got me into HeroClix. Right. Our friend Matt got us into HeroScape. But what got you into HeroClix at all? Because you didn't seem like the type. And even to this day, like, I'm still shocked you like those things. And I was obsessed, too. Um, yeah, you definitely were. But, like, what got you even into that? My friend Ryan just brought them over one day. He's like, hey, you feel like, you know, playing a game, doing something different? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, yeah, I haven't played this in, like, a year or two. And then as we were playing, like, I wound up, like, by luck winning my first game. And then I was just like, bing, hooked. It hooked you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I got to know more. I got to, this guy's the best character ever. Like, he shut you down. I was like, oh, wait, this character sucks. I just got lucky. And yeah. then it just went from there. Okay. I spent way too much money that I didn't have on those fucking things. Yeah, but that's the fun of hobbies. I mean, oh yeah. That now let me ask you: if you if 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 you had the time, do you think that's something you'd get back into? Like I would Hero love to, Escape but or Heroclix. I'd, I mean, both of them are dead at this point. But yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, you know, if I had the time, it would have to be like no wife, no kid. That's the only way I'd be able to do it. Because like, it's not like I'm going to leave on like. Like, when I was at that ripe age of, like, 1920, or, like, 1819, like, my favorite Tuesday nights were tournament nights for Heroclix. And, like, I just looked forward to it all week. Like, I'd look up what the format was, and I'd spend all week trying to piece together my army and shit like that. And trying to play around with sometimes going in to try to win the prize, or sometimes going in just for, like, a fun team that I wanted to just pull off this, like, crazy thing with. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I mean, I fucking, I, w I would love to just have a night where I could, like 
get the old group together. Like, I don't know where the fuck any of these people are. But just, like, yeah. have, like, one last, like, big hurrah kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think if they were still making them, you know, now that you do have more of an expendable income and say you could get a night, do you think you'd still be collecting? It's, it's a good question because, I mean, I definitely did burn out on it, like, after two years. Because yeah. it was still going and then I just stopped with it even before it died off in general. But I think, I don't know, if it came back, it'll be, it'll be tempting. It'll be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, and that's one of those things where I I looked at, like, as I play the games and I'm getting into the lore of the Warhammer stuff, I'm, like, looking at the figures. I'm like, that would be kind of cool to, like, just get a couple to paint, never to actually play. Because, number one, I'm never going to go to one of those things. And unless I convert you to want to play those, which you're not going to, like... I mean, you yeah, you can't have the commitment to get into that. So it's like right. one of those things where it's like, that'd be kind of cool to have the figures, but yeah, that that I was I was just curious because that made got me thinking about like how you got into that because when I when we started doing HeroScape, I remember you told me about HeroClix. Yeah, and you'd been yeah, it felt like you'd been out of it for a while. So yeah, even by the time we started with HeroScape, I was probably out of HeroClix for like a year or so. Yeah, I mean like I was I mean I went fucking weekly tournaments. I fucking missed out on goddamn going to the Wizard World tournament by one goddamn attack. That that chapped my ass. And uh, <laughs> like I was I was even writing figure reviews on Pojo.com. They're actually still up there. Nice. If anyone wants to look at them, they're like from 2007. So what was your highest rated figure? Do you remember? Ooh, that is a good question. Or it's probably easier to remember what's your most hated character. Um, what was my most hated character? That's kind of tough because, like, there's always a way around a lot of them. I think, no, you know what? Um, before he got nerfed, and even then he was still a beast, but Icon Superman was just, he was so broken that. You, like, they you had did to tell me that before, they, yeah. They had to change the game. Like, I think one of the first tournaments I ever went to, it was like a 700 point team, and this guy came in with just um, two fucking Icon Supermans and a bunch of little support characters, and he just ran roughshod over us. We're all just yeah. like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> it was like, like you know, we're nineteen. He's like forty, shit like that, like that kind of guy. But Jim, he he sounds like your mentality now, which is, well, if it's part of the game and it's legal, who cares? Oh yeah, completely. <laughs> I gotta get those LEs, son of a bitch. <laughs> nice. And I yeah, and I, I, I do remember, like, I do remember my all-time favorite team I ever put together was. It wasn't even a team. I just took Nimrod from X Men. And I just, like, it was a 400-point tournament, I think. Either three or 400 points. And I think Nimrod was, like, 250 points, 251, if I want to be exact. Yeah. And I just threw, like, 145 points worth of uh, feed cards on him. <laughs> so I just made him, like, Days of Future Pass, like, unkillable Nimrod, just... basically. <laughs> and I actually got second place in that tournament. Like, people were just looking at me, just like, like, I'd be beating people with, like, well-rounded teams. But my guy was just such an asshole. They'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, how can I not kill this thing? And I'm like, I don't know. And, yeah, I finally got taken down by, like, a couple teams with, like, hypersonic speed and shit that I just couldn't catch. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I mean, we've said and we we talked about and shared a picture. But I know when we can get our friends together and do our HeroScape reunions, that is, it's an event onto itself. It's just so much fun. Oh, yeah. We kill a shitload of beer. We... Stay up until, like, 3 in the morning, which none of us do anymore. Yeah. Eating. We always each have our own individual pizza, which was just a tradition we started in college when Domino's had the 555. Yep. And then they fucking raised the price on us. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah. That was my long-winded way of saying I've been playing Total yeah, War. Yeah, this is supposed to be a short episode. Well, nuts <laughs> to that, I guess. <laughs> well, Jim, we can move on to our Patreon questions, then. Yep. We're at patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as two measly dollars a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, uh, excuse me. This is why I really miss sitting next to you, so I can smack the shit out of you. Yeah. At first, I was going to like mute and go away, but I was like, nah, this is going to be a good one. So, first, one, first up is going to be from Alex Perez. This... He actually put it in last week, but he didn't put it in the episode 97 questions. He put it in the episode 97 update, so I missed it. Mm, okay. So, what are your favorite sports movies? The Sandlot and the Mighty Ducks are family-friendly picks. 
if you're talking adult skewing, I love Major League and Happy Gilmore. Hmm. Um, well, I've said before, my favorite movie of all time is Rocky. If you consider that the sports movie, um, if you're going team sports, uh, I'm kind of a sucker for Little Giants. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis. I mean, what's not to love there? Wow, that's uh, underrated. No one brings um, up Little Giants. Yeah, I, I love, love, love that movie. I mean, there's lots of classic ones. Like, remember Titans, Rudy, all those. But, like, they're fine, but I never, like, want to rewatch them. Like, if they're on, I'm like, oh, it's on. Um, yeah, so those would probably be my... Well, <laughs> I'll throw a wacky one in there. Basketball. Oh, yeah, that's an all-time <laughs> that, classic right there. Yeah, I mean, to call it a sports movie is stretch. It's but... a sport. <laughs> yeah, come on, you don't know sports? <laughs> yeah. I think there was one time my friends and I tried to actually play basketball. And, well, we didn't have enough. But, you know, just saying it's the grossest shit you possibly can. That was fun. But also, when you're all degenerates, the psych-outs don't really work. Yeah. Your mom but slept he... with Squeak. <laughs> no, dude, you gotta say really totally fucked up shit, like your sister slept with Squeak. Hey, why is that totally fucked up? <laughs> God, I love that movie. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'll go with two hockey movies. So, for the serious sports movie, I want to go with Miracle, because, like... Oh, great movie. Yeah, I mean, the, the Kurt Russell speech, and just, like, the, all the drama around the, the game itself. Like, yep. Mwah, fantastic movie. And then for the Goofy Sports movie, it's also hockey, and I'm going with Goon. Because Goon is fucking That's, great. It's goofy it? as shit. It's got yep. so many goddamn good lines. Like, Sean Patrick Scott's just, like, that perfect, like, dumbass goofball in it. And it's also got, like, it's almost got, like, a they live, like, quality of, like, fight in it, too. Like, when yes. him and the other Goon finally go at it, like, it's just so hard-hitting and brutal. Like, you feel every hit. You know a hockey movie, and I don't know if I'm gonna be blasted. I think is overrated. Is Slapshot? Yeah, I think yeah, it's it, it's a little too old. Yeah, like I, like if you it, talk to people from the '70s or like real hockey nuts, like they like like hockey players, like yeah. they they jerk it off. But I think for like the more like casual audience, I, I don't know. It didn't grab me as much. Yeah. But now, good question. Great question. All right, so for this week's questions, first up, Game Whisperer Dean. Does the world of comic books overlap well with video games? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, I, I'm more shocked there's not more purely comic-driven content. It seems like it had to go through TV, whether it be movies or shows first, for it to get flushed out to become. But, like, I really can't understand why more games weren't made on comic book licenses. I mean, there is a fuckload, but it seemed like it all died out in the 360 era. Cause like, I mean, yeah. eight, eight bit there is a shitload. Sixteen bit there is a shitload. Even through you know fifth and sixth through the PS2, like Hulk Ultimate Destruction and Punisher mm-hmm. are some of our favorite games we've ever reviewed on this page. Yeah. And then you had like X Men Legends and Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Superman Returns and shit like that. So. Even through that gen, you still had a bunch of, like, gems in there. And then you hit, like, the 360 and it just died. It all, like, went to Lego. It Well, it went to Lego or Batman went to the Arkham series. Yeah. Um, a lot of them went to the Telltale Like, I, like I know Spider-Man's good. Yeah, Spider-Man is, like, being revived. That Avengers game is still... I still like it and I think it's underrated for what it did. Um, but I'm still shocked. Like, yeah, why can't they do better single player game like the wolverine game was crazy and i don't know if you played that but no that but i always heard that was good like the or, the origins movie game right yeah yeah way better than the friggin movie yeah um but like the deadpool game was actually pretty cool like i don't know why they're so unwilling like give us a venom game that's really fun like do it just like prototype and it'll be great i mean it seems like it'll be the natural fit yeah um but yes it's comics are definitely great for video games for sure yep next up from gamer astral if you had a brewery what would you call it what or who would be your mascot oh fuck i mean keeping with the theme of the site i'd probably be drink a beer like i don't know it would, it would i would it would be something like some pun on a on a video game you know 8-bit hop 16-bit hops or so or like it would be it would be like the gamer's beer, and that's not the title I'm saying, but, like, I would theme, make the themes be game theme things. So I'd redo, like, you know, I, I probably should have looked at these. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, we always say that we never do. Like the double dribble IPA. I like. I, I don't know. Like, I would just like use video game names and art style and overlap it that way. Would be my easiest one. There you go. And I'll do what I always do. So I'd probably go more <laughs> a brew pub kind of style, and I'd kind of take the heyday of Hooters, and I'll just go full mask off and call it titties. So I'd have. <laughs> Just scantily clad women with big fucking cans going around. All the beer would have to come out in cans because, you know, cans, cans, you know. You know, you get it. You get the, you get the, the joke. Can, can. The can-can? Oh, the can-can. like can. that commercial, don't you? Ah, uh, when when they took away my mariachi dancers from the early 90s. <laughs> mm. Nom, 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 Damn it, Jim. But yeah, uh, as far as like a real answer goes, I have no idea. Um, I, I know I, I, my signature beer would definitely be some kind of sour instead of like the typical IPAs and shit like that. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's one I'd have to put some real thought into. Uh, next up, from G to the next level. What would you guys say is the coolest limited edition set of a video game that you ever saw? <clears throat> I just got the Streets of Rage 4 limited edition, and it's amazing, so I was curious about yours. Cheers. This is going to be mostly you, because I don't, I don't know what is limited edition or not, to be honest. And I'm sure if I looked it up, I'd be able to give a better answer, but I know you're more in that realm, so... Yeah, I mean, I had a while where I was, like, really into getting it, and then I realized quick that uh, I just don't have the room for it for, like, all this extra shit that I never use. Like, even for as much as I go through limited running crap like that for games, I never get the expanded editions because, like, I don't need a map or a statue or pins or blah or blah, 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 blah. But the coolest Ooh. one, the one that always oh, stood out the yeah. most. All right. No, 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 go ahead. Now you just, you sparked my memory, so go ahead. Okay. So the, um... The one for me, I'll go with the one that I, like blew me away when I was younger and I never got it and I wish I did, was the Halo 3 like super set that came with the Master Chief like helmet, basically. It was like a, it wasn't full size, I don't think, it was like a three-quarter scale one, but it was just so articulated and I think you could store like all the Halo games at the time, like even the boxes inside of it, so mm. yeah, that was a cool one. That was one I always wish I had. Either that or what was it? Was it Fallout Four that had the uh, the nuke edition where with, uh, with the the Pip Boy? Oh yeah, I forgot about the Pip Boy. But there was one. Maybe it was I forget which Fallout it was. But there was one that came like a nuclear missile, and like it had all this shit. Yeah. Or maybe that was the Pip Boy one. That's where it was stored. I forget. I don't it's, remember. But I, yeah, when I the Pip Boy would have been cool. Um, I also, for me, I, I'll say that the Call of Duty getting the night vision goggles, that was the first one I, I think it was the first Call of Duty to do something like that. Um, like where they added something big. Cause then the next year was the remote control car with the camera on it. Which you also have. I don't know. Juan has that. I have oh, the goggles. Right. So yeah. That year I was like, I don't like, yeah, I don't really need that. Um, I, I think, th yeah, they're cool, but they're generally overrated, unless you're just a fanatical, like a fanatic of the series. Then, yeah. The only one I'm sad that I missed out on was the Juggernog for... Oh, yes. What was it, Black Ops refrigerator. 2? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the little, mini, the little mini fridge based on the zombies, that's the one I, miss, I wish the most that I went for. But, Jim, you can pay, like, $500 for it now. <laughs> it's so I'm worth good. it. I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> if I'm going to be spending that kind of... Well, I'm not going to spend that much. If I'm going to do something dumb like that, I'll spend 100 bucks and get that giant Galactus from Heroclix that I never had back in the day. That'd just be a little statue. You would have told me I would have put my Sentinel away. <laughs> I saw the Sentinel over here. I know. <laughs> Love that thing. But now, good question. And last up, from Burn Retinas. When you hit up used retail stores, do you guys leave with nothing... If there's slim pickings or make an obligatory purchase, I've many times left with nothing. It's one of those. Uh, I'm not just I I Brian of two years ago always left with something. Me now I'm like I realize I have too many things. I'm like I don't fucking touch the ones I I didn't care about before. So the only difference is if I see a game that I know is really good. But it's at a price I, like, you truly, like, if they see, like, a crazy game that's, like, three bucks, I'll be like, okay, I'll get that. And the thought of, like, one day we'll do, like, a giveaway or something. Like, that's where my mind goes. It's, yeah. But, yeah, I otherwise, uh, no. If I see, like, some game I already have 12 copies of or if I see a game that I don't give two shits about, I'm not walking out with it. 
Yeah, um, like, like say like GameStop. Like I can easily walk into a GameStop, look around, and go, "Oh, they don't have anything I want," and then I can leave. The only like mom and pop retro store that's like left around. If I'm gonna go there, like I have to go out of my way to get there, so I don't go there a lot. So the thought of like going through that effort to get there and leave with nothing is just like meh. So yeah, I'll yeah. buy something that's like ten bucks or less and walk out at that point. But for the most part, like if you know, I'm not gonna buy something expensive just to have something to walk out with. I'll try and find something that's where fucking a lot of my Master System games started coming from. Is me being like, Oh, this is ten bucks, this looks interesting. So Another one for the Master System. I wish we could rewind to my episode where I'm like, yeah, Jim was all about the turbo, but he'll find some other system to just bullshit collect for. <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> you argued it. You're like, no, I don't do that. And here we are with Master System games. <laughs> eh, current day Jim's a little more honest. What are you going to do? But nah, good question. Good question. Thanks, bud. So does that round out our questions from Patreon? Yep, that takes care of our Patreon questions for this week. So once again, thank you so much, everyone. And if you're new to the page, please, if you want to ask a question or put in a review request, we're working on another one this week, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Thank you, guys. Truly appreciate it. Jim, so uh, why don't you lead us down your favorite bit of ours? Well, Brian, my favorite recurring segment is, of course, Gamers Mad. And... I'm almost a little disappointed that I didn't see more cringe that I was expecting. I saw, like, <clears throat> the amount I was expecting, but it didn't go overboard. And it comes to us from, it's a lot, all over the place now, but comicbook.com put out a tweet saying that the GTA 6 will reportedly have the series' first ever female protagonist. And I was like, oh, this will probably lead to cringe. And when you look through the comments, for the most part, like, there's people, like, some people are like, well, there's already been female protagonists in the ones before it was 3D. And then there's also the ones who are like, oh, people putting in their stupid SJW bullshit or people going, you know, wah, 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 you know, pandering, blah, blah, blah. When it's also the fact that she isn't like the only protagonist. There's other protagonists in the game. Yeah. And yeah, there's just a lot of going back and forth like that. So <laughs> if you want to go through a reply section and basically see what you would expect this is a good one for that but it's also like refreshing that it isn't as bad as you would expect at this point where a lot of people are just like i don't care fine whatever yeah i mean uh, like there's always the ones that are just like i don't have an issue as long as i can choose a male character it's like okay yeah i i mean i can see that the thing is now that gta 5 introduced the multiple main protagonists it just goes like okay like who cares why not like i still i appreciate gta always is doing the things they're doing <clears throat> and they make the protagonist such a key part of the story that it wouldn't probably make sense for it to be a generic create your own character like it would be a little tougher knowing the way they make their games it's just not how they're built right. um with that being said though yeah i guess it makes sense to have it in there but Let's not pander to it. Let's not make a big deal of it. Just there's a million games with female protagonists, and most of them are ones that Jim and I really love. But like, let's not make it a thing. Like, yeah, I she, mean, it, it can open up like different storylines that you just you know you couldn't do normally. As long as she's not running around like it's Rockstar, so it'll probably have you know fucking they'll probably have like a tampon buying mission in there just because uh, it's Rockstar. <laughs> Oh, That's my what I'm. Oh my <laughs> fucking clams bleeding like a sieve. I gotta get to the store, but I don't have my license. Jim, steal a car and get there. God, why does every female voice you do also encompass the same way when you it, it mimic your mother? Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's some Freud shit, there, Jim. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it's what I. I think that's gonna be the funny blowback when they do things like that. That in any way become like a parody onto itself and people won't get the joke like that's gonna be ridiculous because that's all gta 6 has ever been or gta has ever been too so yeah exactly it's all hate and exaggeration so i'm sure there'll be some kind of outrage when it comes out that oh you're portraying women in a bad light it's like have you seen the main characters from gta over the years but <laughs> it'll be interesting but yeah that was a fun i i had not seen that until you posted so that's a good gamers mad. I'm I'm cur I want to see what the follow up is. And speaking yeah. of gamers mad, one of the first ones we did, and I want us to follow up on it. Have you heard anything more of that? Uh, uh, what the gamer girl? 
no, that just kind of like it had its announcement and then it went away. I don't even know if it ever came out. Yeah, I was kind of curious. I'll have but... to do some research for that for next episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the next topic, once again, it seems like we're getting them more and more. Coming to us from Kotaku, uh, commenting on the fact that New York Times article kind of wrote about, like, kids are playing too much video games during the pandemic. And not just kids, but adults. And it, it also branches out and says in general, just there's a shit ton more screen time and phone usage during this time. Um, the one thing, you know what I will say I do like about this Kotaku, it... Before I even read it, it hit it, on the point. It's the first time I've I've read through the article and been like, yeah, good yes. for you, Kotaku. Yeah, yeah, like Kotaku's point, not the bad guy here. No, they, they're they're pointing out that it seems like kind of like New York Times missed the mark because yeah, if you look at the data, obviously gameplay is up, screen time is up. But it's like the kids are stuck in, literally stuck in indoors. And as they point out, like a lot of people, not just kids but adults, we've talked about it, like. That is our socialization with multiplayer games and headsets and shit. Like, you're playing with your friend, you're bullshitting, you're doing like that kind of social engagement. The game is just like a tool for you guys to do it together versus just talking on a webcam. So, yeah, um, New York Times, I don't know why they bothered. Well, here, this. here's the thing about it, too. It's not the fact that they had this article because there's been articles like these since day one. Yeah. This was their front page story. Slow news day. Exactly. They needed to get the fucking boomer rage. And, like, and like the guy says it, he sums it up in these two lines perfectly. He's like, spending 12 hours glued to Twitter and doom scrolling the latest tragedy is presumably hurting me in ways I don't fully understand. Yet, right now, things are different. And it's what it is. Like, what the, what are you going to do? Like, yes, I would love to, what do you call it? be able to go out more and to do more shit but you know I'm, I'm taking shit seriously i'm worried about crap so i'm not like I've, i mean i know when fucking the riots were going on and when the pandemic first started i would have like week-long shutdowns from anxiety just scrolling 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 update 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 mm -hmm. shit like that like yeah it's completely unhealthy but i mean video games it's an escape like right now like it's all you it's the only way kids are going to be able to talk to their friends for the most part unless you want to have them playing together and shit yeah. like that like i was glad to be able to get my daughter like my, my daughter's only three and thank god for now like she has no interest in phones or tablets or games like she actually yells at me to put my phone away and play with her so <laughs> she, she's like put your phone down <laughs> so like i was glad that i could get her outside in the backyard because it wasn't like 10 degrees out so yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean it's like anything else get them out there when you can try to make any kind of activity that you can but it's just one of the facts of life you have to accept right now and it's funny because they always designate screen time i hate the term screen time because it's like the same people who rally on that are telling all this to you through a screen. Whether it's your phone while you're online or whether it's through TV and you're watching the morning show. It's like, some people overlook, like, there's still people that all they do all day is just sit and watch bullshit TV. Right. Like, like and I'm not saying you learn things from games, but you're at least engaging your mind in a different, like, you're actually doing something. Whereas TV, you're literally just zonked out. Right. Like, like you're doing nothing. And like you said, I, 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 that's why one of the reasons why I refuse to be on Twitter. I notice like I get invested in like a, a loophole of drama or like negativity <laughs> that I go, I don't, I, this is nothing. So it me. is. Yeah, yeah. Like Twitter is Twitter, Facebook. A lot of these are just the worst things in the world. And I'm like, I, I, no interest whatsoever in any of this so i just drop off but people yeah they do that all day and to some they would think that's better than playing a video game so yeah i do love that the top of this article uses a picture from 1993 of two kids playing a ps1 in front of a sony <laughs> trinitron so i don't know what the fuck they were doing there but zach Sweezen, good article good defense yeah, good job kotaku you're not always terrible just mostly <laughs> mostly 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 uh, all right, Jim. Now we well, go to one of your favorite uh, segments. So I put a song up here for Jim, and I've said Hooray! this. I've I've said this many, 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 many a time, and I and Jim's proved me wrong many times. Where I I'm like, there's no way he's not going to get this. This one, it's not specific to you. This is okay. if you are a gamer at all. 
So if you can't get this, I'm revoking your gamer card and burning all your Master System collection. Well. So uh, the song is uh, Friendship, Let's Not Talk About It. It's from 1973. Or 79, I'm sorry. Uh, I'd say the part that you should really be focused in on is about, I think it's 15 seconds in or so. So just listen, let it play. And tell me when you recognize it. Because you, you better fucking recognize it. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so while Jim's pulling it up, I'm actually going to play it right now. Over him listening. Oh, come on. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is, that's right there. Is that does does it kind of blow your mind how goddamn blatant that is? Yeah, like I I was I was praying that it wasn't like supposed to be that <laughs> that bass like going down the thing like I was like ah fuck, but then as soon as I heard that do 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 I was like oh okay yeah now Jim the real question is Super Mario Bros yes yes but it's a specific which theme is it? What it's the the underground theme? Yep, that's exactly what it is the underground yeah. theme. So, <clears throat> I played it, but yeah, it's literally, it's a one-for-one. One. Melody, beat, everything. Um, I don't see any way this is not directly inspired by this. It, it had to be. That's, holy shit. <clears throat> yeah, that, the last one we covered, I remember, it was like, could have been a coincidence because it's a very simple thing. This is not, this is not that. This is like, oh, okay, whoever... I, and I should, probably should know who developed music for Super Mario Brothers, but he clearly had this on in the background. I was like, "Huh, that's a cool beat." Speaking of speaking of first ones that we did, fucking the other day, I was like, "You know what? I want to listen to that Cheap Trick uh, Ken theme song again." <laughs> so I got Mighty Wings on my phone. That I've had that song on repeat like a hundred times this goddamn week. God, that song's so fucking good. It's so cheesy, but good. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a a very, very underrated song. Yeah, (laughs) goddamn right it is. So, yeah, now now you know where the underground thing came from, Jim. I'll be goddamned. I'll be goddamn damn damn damned. When I first started looking these up, I never thought I would find, like, huge themes like this that could have been inspired. But I found a few others, too. So this was just a, yeah, nice little tipping point. So good job, Jim. You did it. Yay! Hooray. God, that would have been horrible if I didn't get that. You're like, no, what is it? <laughs> Sonic Mania? What is oh, this? Oh, no, it's only Final Fantasy or something. <laughs> Shadowrun, right? <laughs> uh, all right. And once again, if you guys, if you know of any uh, gaming music that was inspired by real songs, let us know. Send it to me. I have a list, but I'm always looking for additional ones. All right, so I threw in the last two topics. There are, there are other two reoccurring bits, and the first is which is better. Um, it's kind of simple, but I'll tell you my thinking behind it. Uh, the fast travel mechanic or autosave mechanic in video games. And fast travel, you know, I'm thinking any large-scale game that allows you to quickly go from one point to another point. And this can cover a huge... It doesn't just have to be RPGs or like things like that. It can cover a multitude of stuff. Or... Uh, and I don't even know what games... What system would have started with autosave. But... Maybe 5th <clears throat> gen. Like pro- may, probably computer before then. But taking yeah. computer out of it, probably 5th gen. So you personally, Jim, which one do you think is a better gaming mechanic? Uh, you know, fast travel. Because as annoying as it can be to forget to do a save and forgetting to save is decimating especially back in the old day when you play for like three hours and you turn the system off and then you realize what you just did and you just go "Ah!" (laughs) we've all been there but you learn from that and you start to train yourself because you're probably like me even with the in the world of autosave that we have today before you close out of a game, you save, and then you save again, and then you save again, and then just to be extra safe, you might save in a different slot, just for that little extra bit of extra safiness. Whereas, if you play a large open world game without fast travel, my god. Like, if you want to see what it's like to play these kind of games without fast travel, 
play Morrowind, and then kiss your lucky stars for fast travel in Oblivion and beyond and shit like that. Because mm-hmm. having to walk the entire expanse of these worlds, it's immersive, I'll give it that, but some pieces of immersion don't exactly need to be there. It's, some things are best left in the past, so fast travel for the pure convenience and time savory that it is, I gotta go with that. Yeah, I, I was right there too. Um, and you and I grew up in an age, I mean, I feel like we grew up being, that being hammered in our head, save your progress, save yep. your progress. Um, now, I think kids today are probably less apt because they're so used to the auto It's like, I'm sure that like a newer generation of kids gaming, I'm sure they do save, but like you and I have talked about like on fallouts or something like, I'm like, Ooh, I'm about to fight this boss. Let me save right here so I don't have to do the other 20 minutes I did before I get it. Like, yep. I'll excessively save to a crazy degree. Um, but, yeah, fast travel, man. The couple times I have played games where they didn't have it and the world's too big, it, yeah, it takes it. Even if it's an amazing game, I'll be like, you know what? I don't feel like going back and doing this. Um, kids, kids today will never know the pain, though, of games that wouldn't let you save right as you like got stuck in a battle and this goes with like rpgs really but like there's a lot of them that like won't let you save if you're in a battle yeah so like you could walk accidentally walk into a battle that you're not fucking ready for and you lose <laughs> hours of progress and you but even know then, it's, yes but even then i will still say that fast travel is a more it's a better mechanic overall which is you know what it's funny it's one of the reasons why I have such a big problem with the Dark Souls games and even Bloodborne. There is no fast travel. There is a semi-auto save feature, which is like as soon as you beat an enemy, you collect souls. Like It's saved as far as the progress of your souls, but as you know, you can die and lose it. The fact that there isn't a fast travel kills me. Brutal. But especially when you deal with respawning enemies. You're like, I have to go back and do all that again. So, yeah, I think that's pretty open and shut. But I would be curious if anyone out there still prefers autosave. Like, I can't imagine being a gamer, especially in a game like Fallout, and only saving, like, every couple hours. Like, could you imagine doing that? <sighs> playing, a, playing a dangerous game there. That's what you're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, that I think that's a pretty open and shut one for Gemini. So, please comment below what is your favorite. <clears throat> and then finally, for our overrated and underrated, it's a little generic, but uh, chainsaws in video games. I feel like, you know, Doom is the best example of a chainsaw in game. Right. Outside of that, I feel like they're usually not utilized that much, and in a lot of games where I have used chainsaws, I find them to be cumbersome, they run out of fuel too fast, and they're generally not as effective as you hope they are. Like, I, I go to games like Resident Evil 7, or, you know, we, we're talking about Fallout. Like, when you find a chainsaw in Fallouts, and, like, the weight of them, all these other issues, I'm like, I never end up using them. It seems like a cool idea, but their weight is too much. I'd rather, and then like, oh, I gotta find fuel, so it's like, I'd rather just have a good sword or something if I'm gonna do that. Doom is the only game where I feel like they've they've managed to use a chainsaw in such a way that's, like, amazing. But even that, like, it's really not even about the chainsaw versus it's a mechanic to get you health and stuff. Like, in the newer Dooms, if you didn't use the chainsaw to get that, you'd probably very rarely use it, because in the first games, it's another one. It's cool, but you give it up really fast once you get a shotgun. So I feel like it's one of the coolest, like, ideas of a weapon in the game, and it almost never gets utilized that, that correctly. Fuck, I'm losing my mind here right now, because there, I want to say it's from the 360 generation, and it's a third-person game of some sort, and I just remember, like, you had a chainsaw as a weapon, and I loved using it, but it was also really impractical, because, like, you were, like, basically sawing through the person and, like, you could get your chainsaw kind of stuck in there and shit like that. You're not thinking Gears of War, are you? No, because I never really played Gears that much. It was something else, and I can't goddamn remember right now. Like, blood would be splattering everywhere as you're doing it. Splatterhouse? Uh, No, you know what? It might have been the Splatterhouse remake. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. You're right. 
No, but that's my point. Like, I love them, and I want them to be, like, such an effective tool. But overall, like, they never hit the mark that well, except for, like, there's a few small cases. So maybe because they're not used enough, I feel like um, the idea of them makes them overrated. But they're not utilized enough, so I wish they could be underrated, but they're not... They're not useful enough to be underrated to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But I guess I still got to go with your original point and probably just say overrated because it's like you said. You say chainsaw in video games, everyone thinks Doom. But yeah. every other time it's ever been used, I I really can't. Like, I, it was fun in Splatterhouse, but it was completely, you know, it wasn't worth using for the most part. So... I, yeah. you, know, you know what I will say? It is, though, one of the most fear-inducing tools when an enemy has it. Because, like, Resident Evil 4 and I was, about, I was just thinking of it. Splatterhouse, yep. when you see a dude coming at you with a chainsaw, I don't care what game it is, you're like, God damn it, no. Like, like it... Yeah. No. When you when in the background you hear that... Yes. Like, ah, fuck. You're like, shit. Like, and maybe if I played the Evil Dead games that are good and uses used Ash's chainsaw, maybe, yeah. maybe they're okay. I don't know. I've never played them. I played them a little bit. They're, they're fun in that. Yeah. But, uh... I want to say, wasn't... Uh, for whatever reason, I'm like, there wasn't one in Left 4 Dead, but I'm like, there was a chainsaw in Left 4 Dead, wasn't there? Yes. Yes, there was. And, yeah, it, it's cool, but that's the other example you kind of just held down mode through them and then you're out of you're you run out of fuel like tremendously fast yeah so so yeah i guess i gotta go overrated because yeah you think yeah that enemy part is a good point though ah fuck like as a as a weapon you get to use it's definitely it's overrated. overrated as a weapon you get to use but just as its usage in video games if used right I mean, you have Doom and the fucking Leatherface from Resident Evil 4, and those are both iconic yeah. uses of a chainsaw, so. Yeah. Can't take away from that, either. Yeah, this is fucking tough. And in Dead by Daylight, two of the characters, they have Leatherface and the Hillbilly, who would choose a chainsaw, and there's a lot of creepy monsters in there, but yeah, hearing that chainsaw anywhere near you, and you know they just have to barely touch you with that, and it puts you down, you're like, God damn it. So it's like... For enemy characters, it's underrated almost. Yeah. For you, it's overrated. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Talking myself in circles here. <laughs> it's perfectly rated. It's right down the middle. <laughs> Damn you, chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, this is a fucking this is a tickler stickler right here. Yeah. I thought about I was like, is this even gonna be an okay topic? And then when I tried thinking about it myself, I was like, I don't have an answer for it. <laughs> yeah, suck my ass. I don't know. Definitely want to hear from the comments section, but yeah. I guess just in general, because they suck to use for the most part, I'll say overrated. Okay. But it's a lot it's a lot tougher than you than you would think. Yeah. Yeah, let us know in the comments what you guys think. I we know there's plenty of games we didn't name that have them and use them. Maybe they use them effectively, but of all the main ones Jim and I have played, yeah, their, their purpose is meh at best. So Damn. Yeah. Got you with that one, didn't I, Jim? You did. Threw some good, good ones one. at you. <laughs> so with that, we uh, we do want to say. Oh, actually, before we go, Jim, how did that beer treat you? Um, you know what? I say this a lot, but you know what? Okay, you're you're, you're underwhelmed. I I'm definitely underwhelmed. Like I don't think this will make any fans out of sours for people who aren't fans, and for me being a sour nut. I drank it. I was like, "Yeah." So like, it's not one I'd ever go out of my way to go back to. Yeah. It's it's very middle of the road. It Nothing. sounds like it might even be under middle of the road, Jeff. I mean, it's not like I, I'm not going to say it's bad because it's not bad. Like, I, it was fine. It was enjoyable enough, but it was just so like it's that problem we talk about with just like middle of the road games that are too middle of the road, like. It's almost bo it's boring. It's a yeah. boring sour. Like there's nothing I can say good about it. There's nothing I can say bad about it. It's just there. So, well, and this is where it comes becomes important. If you saw a four pack of that and it's like twenty bucks, you're not buying no. it. No. <laughs> like no. what's a good I'm, I'm, price point? If you saw that in a store, what would be a price point where you'd be like, okay, four pack for cans that size? What are you willing to pay? <laughs> uh, see, now that I know what it is, like. I, I wouldn't go for a four pack. Yeah. That's what it is. So I mean, if it was like on sale for ten bucks, I'd be like, okay, that's a good enough deal. But gotcha. Yeah, it would have to be on sale for me to grab a four pack. Okay. Yeah. 
And my uh, H2O was quite refreshing this evening. <laughs> was it tart, Brian? You know, there was that just that that hint of hoppiness. <laughs> well, you're on that well water, so you have those extra minerals. <laughs> but Jim, I use a zero filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so once again, guys, we want to say thank you for sticking with us. And if you haven't already, please make sure you follow us on all social media apps and make sure you subscribe to us if you haven't already. Really appreciate all the support, but we'd love for you guys to keep coming back. And the best way, subscribe, keep following us. And if you want to support us a little further, you can see our Patreon link below. With that, we want to say... Please, please, for oh. the love of God, no matter what you're listening to us on, rate us on it. We need the goddamn yeah. help. So iTunes, Spotify, or a YouTube comment and a thumbs up, it all goes a long way to help. Bash us if you want with a perfect review, and we'll read it. So we don't care. Yep. So with that, please everyone... Please keep the slurs to a minimum. <laughs> Just a minimum. <laughs> don't like lose, I said, don't we got to entice the people, Brian. we got to entice the people. <laughs> so with that, everyone, we say have a good night and cheers. Cheers, guys. <laughs>